With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You had some matches with Scott Hall. Uh, what was he like? Oh, he's, he's great. He, 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 he basically got me paid in oh, WCW. Yeah. He got me paid. He would, uh, <clears throat> they would, he, you got to understand, like back in WCW, the back then, you've heard the stories, just the inmates ran the asylum. Yeah. They would give Scott something to do that night. And Scott used to like to use Louis Piccoli. Okay, it's like his because Scott was smart because Scott didn't want to take all the bumps. He would have a guy, the, the guy that we kind of knew what he was doing to, to take the bumps, you know. Yeah. So Scott would had his like Louis Piccoli. So when Louis Louis Piccoli, you know, like when he passed, um, they would give Scott stuff to do on TV. He would come to me, like I don't forget, he just came to me. He said, "Hey, you want to do this spot with me tonight?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, sure." And he goes, so he go back to the office. He goes, "Hey, I'm doing this. The disco's going to do this with me." That's how much stroke these guys had. Yeah. They never, when I was doing my whole thing with the NWO, where I was doing with Scott and stuff and everything, they never really started. Like It took like five to six weeks before they actually included me in like the, the thing that Scott was doing. Right. Scott would get what he was doing and just say, come to me and say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use you. And I'm going to go tell him. Like, so Scott was booking me into his angles with him. Yeah. Okay. And, that, and that's how it all started. I mean, like integrating myself in the NWO because I was Scott's like, you know, Scott, I was like Scott's Louis Piccoli guy. I would yeah. go out there and like, just, just do the spots and be, be out there with him and stuff and everything and all that. And I'll never forget because like, uh, th- during this time is the time my contract negotiations coming around, you know? And it's like, I, I was going to ask for a certain amount of money, but now I'm getting them. And the NWO, I'm like, I'm, I'm TV with Scott Hall. We're, we're, we're beating Goldberg for the first time and I'm part of the match, you know, like, like where Goldberg's giving me, and I'm like, I, I wouldn't ask for way more money. Yeah. And they gave it to me, you know? <laughs> so it's just like, you know, and that's all because Scott Hall was just like booking me and I'm becoming a more prominent character on TV because of him specifically was, was doing that for me because he knew I knew I, I cause he knew I had, I, I had a good mind for the business and I'll never forget like when, when it got to the point where, uh, uh, there was a big schmaz, flair, the, the four horsemen, Hogan, Macho, Hall, Nash, and me, right? And we're, we're, we're in the, the thing, the, the, the booking, the, the meeting there. There's probably 10 of us, right? And they're trying to lay this spot out. And, um, and none, none of the guys can figure out what to do. And I just like, I just saw, I, I mean, I, you know, like when you can, they're trying to, and you just see it in your mind, like, oh, well, let's just, just do this. You know what I'm saying? And I just raised my hand and went like, you know, just, just laid it out. And like, Hogan was like, I like that. Uh, let's, let's do that. Let's do that. And I was like, okay, cool. And then when we got out of the meeting, it's like, see, you know, Kevin and Scott were kind of leaving me like, hey, good, good job, you know, because now these guys look at me like, hey, I, I, you know, I'm not just some guy, some schmuck that Scott's using out there. I was like, hey, I actually can, you know, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they, that's the thing. A lot of the mid-card guys never really got to integrate with that, you know, all the top guy stuff and everything. So, but that was, uh, yeah, Scott, Scott, I don't know why he did it, but just one day at TV, Hey, you want to do this? I got an idea for you to spot. And it's funny, there's like, I wouldn't be on the sheet. I wouldn't even match. I thought I'd be going home and go, hey, Scott, Scott would be like, hey, what, what, come here. Let's, just, I'm gonna, let's do this. I'm going to use you. Let's go tell them. <laughs> so, like, okay. I did Styles do that today with somebody. Oh, forget, yeah. It's like, it's, it's, so, but back then, that's how it was, guys. We just do, do what they wanted. You know, they're like, okay, go ahead. Because they're doing good business. You know? It's like, yeah.
ever live taping of Keeping It 100 with Conan. Utility brand legend, trendsetter, trailblazer, iconic mastermind in the house. He doesn't come alone though. He rolls deep with his frenemy, the Disco Inferno. Some say a certified big arena performer, a legend of WCW Nitro, and a man who's never at a loss for words. Just ask him, he'll tell you. <laughs> and now, how about we turn this Keeping It 100 live taping for the Jericho Network on Podcast One? We take it to the next level and introduce some of Conan and Disco's OG homies to the stage. Give it up first for Kevin Nash. <laughs> They're holding out for music. I'll do it. Wah 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 wah. You, Wildcat Willie, Doug Dillinger, Kevin Sullivan for life. Give it up, please welcome. You might know him as X Pac. He was born Shaw Waltman. To his friends, he's the kid. Give it up for X Pac. Not to mention the bad guy, the iconic Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon. I gotta tell, tell a quick now, I was just telling Kevin that last night some girl, I don't know where she came from, and she just came and sat in our party, which was like five of us trying to oh, kick wow. it. And she was like the thing that wouldn't leave, plus obnoxious, <laughs> plus rude, plus ugly. Sorry about the last one, but it was true. And some chicks were taking like a photo shoot, and she kept burying them. Like, I can't believe you think that's sexy. I was like, have you taken a look at yourself? I mean, it was... Uh, Wait, make sure she's not here. This guy was... <laughs> bro, uh, Scott was so rude. No, he was great. Yeah. It was perfect. That, because nobody would who, say anything. That and, Xbox goes, quit being such a D. Remember? No, no. What happened was, I wasn't going to be a dick. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm gonna, I'm, well, we're not keeping it 100. 100 yeah. Right then? Yeah, um, we're keeping it 99. I'd like to start by saying, hey, yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> Welcome to, you know, Stockton Con. It's uh, sweet to be here with my buddies. I don't know why we're getting off on some negative tangents. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> okay. okay, well, anyway, Scott, right. basically, what he said was... Okay, so then, ever what happened? Scott just said... No, what happened? She ended up leaving. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> Scott said... Scott said, hey... Whatever you're doing here at the con, go do it with someone else. <laughs> no, but this is after she crashed our party. Great. I'm sitting with my buds who I've known for years, and this lady who I don't know, and she's really boisterous and loud. Back when I was drinking, I probably wouldn't have cared. Now I don't drink so much, so now it's like, leave oh, me alone. And, but I put up with her for about 45 minutes, and it, she wouldn't identify who she was or who she was with. Because I'm thinking, are you yeah. like a big shot? Am I supposed to be being nice to you? Or like you just, you know, what's your, what's your purpose here? And finally it was like, hey, whatever you do here at the con, go do it somewhere else. You know, I don't know. I don't think that was rude. It was effective. It was great. <laughs> if you introduce yourself for the first time to Kevin Nash or Scott Hall, and you make a good impression right off the bat, you might have a friend. Because they're like, they, they were like, <laughs> yeah. why do you keep omitting X-Pac? <laughs> well, I just didn't really know it because I'm, I'm talking about when I met Kevin and Scott, because it was Kevin and Scott in first, you know, before X-Pac came in. That's what I'm saying. So it was like, when you guys came in as the outsiders, that was like, you know, I used we were to like, use you, bro. When I would go to the ring in singles matches, I would throw, you weren't NWO yet, yeah. but you, I would, you would rock an outsider shirt and you'd walk to the ring with me. Yeah, right. And I would do stuff with you on the floor just because I like having young guys there. The, or yeah. else we'd do stuff with Pac. Yeah. You know, we always did that. I like the whole Wolfpack mentality because to me I was a big Freebird mark. And I like Freebird rules is you don't know which two of the three you're going to fight and they're all going to get involved. You know, I like that kind of stuff. I drive Terry Taylor insane. He'd be like, well, if you go down... 
it, 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 it takes away the suspense. Yeah, you're going yeah, to do something. I'm like, exactly. Exactly, but what's the difference? You don't know when, it's, though. It's, yeah. Instead, it's, it's a lot more you know, suspenseful if you play my music and I run down. Right, <laughs> yeah, right, right. right. Well, that's kind of the way the business works is the guys who know help the guys who don't know and if you find young guys who have a clue you just kind of smarten them up yeah. you know yeah so you always I mean, you know if you take somebody to uh to get them ready for main event stuff they got to be around it so being on the floor right next to it's the next best thing especially if they get to feed for a spot during the heat and the people go ooh, and they get to hear that ooh. And they start hearing the people. And then when they're there, when they feed up later on the apron for the bang on the comeback, and they whirly yeah. twirl around, the people go, yeah. yeah. That's when, you know, you learn that feeling. But once you start learning how to hear the people, that's when you start becoming, like, transcended into big star stuff. Yeah. It's going to happen later tonight in Brooklyn, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's, here's, my car, here's my picks for uh, SummerSlam. I got uh, Finn. Over Reigns. Rollins. Club involved. I got club involved. Just throwing it out there. You got. I don't think you beat the Demon. I, I, don't, I don't see how you beat Reigns. I mean, uh, Rollins either. Um, and I got, uh, I got Orton over Brock. I mean, you can't beat Orton. You're going to beat Orton. You know I mean? <laughs> wow, that's, a, that's a bold who, pick who, right there. What about <laughs> Reigns and Russo? <laughs> what about it? It's kind of hard for me to pick that. Really? Yeah. yeah I don't know. Seriously. Really? I think yeah. 100% uh, keep Roman strong. Yeah. Really? I think uh, he's going to go over. This is okay. maybe a, yeah. a, a re- rebuild, if you will. Uh, I, I think I like Rusev, but he works strong. Like he doesn't really, I'm used to a kind of heels that make the baby face look good, who bump around in old school and make guys, you know. So who would be your champion if uh, in, in WWE? Who is it now? Dean Ambrose? Yeah, yeah. And then there's a um, name. I, I put it on Ziggler. Yeah, I, 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 I turn Ziggler heel and I put it on. I'll go Ziggler and I'm gonna, I would put, um, I'll put Demon over. You know, me personally, I wouldn't have debuted Demon on Raw. Yeah. But I also understand from a, from a marketing thing, You've only seen Demon on the network. So Vince, you know, they're thinking, hey, let's show it to him on Raw because more people see Raw than have the network. So I get it. I get it. People go, no, you're killing it. No, we're exposing it to a lot broader market. Everybody's going to be okay. It's still going to be. It's still going to be cool tonight. He's getting five percent of that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, at this point, I'm sure that's probably yeah, but true. But it's still, it's still a lot, you know. It's still more than he was getting, you know, working in Japan. Did you see it? Did you? you, you I'm a Rollins fan. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I am. I think think it's going to be a great legendary match, but I'm thinking I don't see. No, no, I would. I I, I agree with you. I wouldn't debut in the Demon and then beat him. So I I would put him over and I would almost think put. Put, I would have the club do a job for uh, New Day. I don't know if they're going to... Come out later if you want to keep him alive and do something with him. If you want to involve him with him and turn Balor heel, demon heel, whatever. Because he's, he's a, he's a good heel. You might as well get that heel run. Then he might work with Cena, whatever, Orton. Keep all that open, right? Because he can always be a Bayface. I thought they let those guys do too much. I thought they touched too much. Yeah, yeah, they're not a little bit, but I, I mean, they're going to have a hell of a mess. Bitter old time. Uh, hey, Scott. Hey, Scott, you, you talked about it not being a good idea to debut the demon and then beat the no, demon. I just said, hey, I understand completely why they did it because, you know, for the reasons that I said, because you're going to reach a broader market. Hey, let's, let the people in USA see it because not everybody has a network. Sure, but as far as debuting them and then beating them tonight at SummerSlam, you don't see it. Happening, you see him, bro. As a fan, can I make a prediction, man? Why are you making it so no, hostile? No, no, no. I, I just I had a. Fu- I was just trying to reestablish. I came here with all with love, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had this problem last night. You tried to turn me heel last night. Uh, no, I, I agree with you, brother. I was simply trying to establish the premise. You thought. 
you and I agree with you that debuting the demon tonight and having him lose he doesn't is a, like me at all, does he? Hey, did you, at, at home, does he bury me? That's his wife right there, KG's wife. Does she bury me? At all? Does he bury me? I thought it was cool at Mania when Snoop came down rapping for to introduce Sasha, right? But oh no, she's not going over. Who saw that coming, right? Everybody's thinking, okay, and she goes over, right? Just when you think you know the finish. How about when we came out, when uh, when it was Triple H Sting, they sent they sent DX. Everybody went, oh wow. Then hit that porn music. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Cue the movie stars. Out we came with Hulkster, and um, but who thought Sting's going to do it? And I'm like, here's the bat, buddy. Boom. Breaks the end. I don't know. That was a moment. Man. Who saw Who saw Sting doing a job there? Anybody? Anybody have that? I saw his hair do a job. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I've got 2020 vision. <laughs> my, my bad. I love I love him to death, but I don't know, man. If this is my first mania, maybe I do a little. My, like, I dare you to yeah. I dare you to spray tan. You had about a year to notice. <laughs> I dare to work out a little bit. But then again, dude, he, he, he didn't speak for a year and a half, and he said, Mama Cetus. <laughs> you know, you could do the Jack Lanza and spray pan the top of your head. Like. Sean, who's your favorite? You talked about NXT. Do you have a favorite uh, standout performer in NXT at the moment? Someone who's just the person, male or female? It's Nakamura. Yeah. Nakamura. Yeah. How about you, Kev? Do you ever get to check out NXT? Yeah, I watch it. Actually, for a while there, they were sending me the DVDs. Um, I, like, I'm like, if, I, if I had to pick somebody that I, lo- I really enjoy watching, I'm like, even though he's been around for a long time, it's just they, they kind of rebooted Joe. Yeah, you Joe's know? great. I think Joe's great. Yeah, amazing. And I mean, to me, it's just like the money match in that business right now is. Build Joe to go against Lesnar. Yeah, Joe Brock. Yeah, Joe Brock. Because sure. I mean, Joe, I mean, you know, Joe can Joe can work at the mixed martial arts. He can work. He can work the submissions. He you, you can you can throw that. I mean, if you I mean, if you're going to suplex him thirty times, you're going you're going to pick up a man. Right. You ain't going to pick up Ambrose. You're going to be picking up Joe, and you ain't going to hurt him. Hundred percent. If a shit got live. It could get live. Right, yeah, very, very few people can pose a credible threat to right. Brock Lesnar, but Samoa Joe is one. It's very hard for me to, to look at Randy Orton after Brock sits over the top of that big Simone and hammer punches him. It's just, I mean, I can, I can take disbelief to a certain degree, but a guy that's had 23 uh, shoulders operations in the last five years. Bro, bro were, you, did, were you as humored by the fact that they were airing the uh, the SummerSlam commercial on UFC? Like, okay, hey, watch, we got Brock Lesnar and I fight a big giant Samoan in a slobber knocker. You can watch a fight Randy Orton later in the, later yeah. in the month, too. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm like, do you think, let me ask something. Let me ask everybody something. Do you care? Okay, allegedly Brock failed the drug test twice for UFC, right? That's it was weird. only one test, but there was two samples. Okay, so does anybody care? Clomid, it's not even Does anybody here care? Like, does it matter to you now that he's going to wrestle, he's going to be as part of SummerSlam? I mean, I think it's going to be kind of cool, right? He, I mean, he, he did, th- it was, he's, from when he had the drug test to now is 30 days. So he's done his 30 days, he's done his 30 day suspension. Just because he doesn't work, and he isn't ever on TV, but he still did his 30 days. When we were involved in WrestleMania, we, we were not subject to anything. You know, it was just we just we were just there. Brother, I want to add brother. Any one got a question for the the panel? No questions for the panel. Well, okay. Well, hold on. So the question is, what was it like being introduced into the Hall of Fame? And then everyone else, I'll try to come to you or I'll line up over there, please. Yeah, I'll, I'll go last on this one. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was. It's, it's, I mean, of course, it's special. I mean, and the fact that you know that. that um, I think the reason that I that I made it in the business was that you know Shawn Michaels was watching WCW and he said, "Hey man, I want that big. I want Vinny Vegas to be my bodyguard." So I, I you know I got on his coattails, sat for a year ringside, watched him work every night with Scott Hall, and like he was saying earlier, you're not going to learn more 
besides being in the ring with somebody great, watching two guys go out every night, and then get into the car, drive 280 miles, and, wa- and listen to them make adjustments to what worked and what didn't work, and also going to Philadelphia, or going to, to, to going to ha- having a match in Philadelphia, and the next night being in Long Island, knowing that when you're the babyface in Long Island, in Nassau Coliseum, you're the heel. And basically, the only time I've ever seen anybody get with anybody that was a babyface in, in Long Island was when Scott got hard weight on the steps. Do you remember that? Oh, Long Island. <laughs> remember that? Oh, yeah. right. You don't remember I don't know. that? No, I barely remember what I had for breakfast. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember it. But I'm just saying, though, that, um, you know, to, to have him put me in. And he said, I mean, we, I, you know, the, the, the click thing is, you know, that's as real as it gets. And, to, you know, I like personally putting Scott in the year before, like me being able to put Scott in was a, a better moment than my moment. I watched Scott go in. So, but I mean, I loved it. I mean, I mean oh, but it's, shucks, you know, <laughs> I just like the fact, I just like the fact that if you look at, at the, uh, the WrestleMania program for the Hall of Fame, they st- it's Diesel. And then they made these T-shirts. I have, like, the, they sent the box. On the back of it, it says Diesel. And this is from Detroit, Michigan. Six-time world champion. Diesel was a one-time world champion. <laughs> they took Kevin Nash's shit and just lumped it. And I said, I've been wrestling for, as Kevin Nash for 23 years. I wrestled as Diesel for three like, how am I going in as Diesel? And he said, oh, you're just trying to make a power play because you own Kevin Nash. I said, well, if you want Diesel to go in, why don't you have Glenn Jacobs go in? <laughs> I said, I, I said, put, I said, put, put, he, he was Diesel. I said, if you want to put Diesel in that bad, put his ass in. I said, I ain't going in as Diesel. And I mean, my, my Hall of Fame ring says Diesel engraved on the inside. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Conan, guess what? What's up? March Madness is here. You gonna watch some of the games? One thou wow. Well, not everyone can have a perfect bracket, but you can have the perfect set of balls this tournament with the sponsors of today's show, our buddies at Manscaped. The leaders in below the waist grooming have just launched their ultra, ultra premium collection to give you the total championship hygiene routine. After sweating out the games, make sure you lather up head to toe with this all in one skin and hair care kit to have your body and balls smelling final for fresh. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the code K100 for 20% off plus free shipping. This is a Cinderella story you're not going to want to miss. So you're going to watch the games, right, Conan? Want that well. Yeah, well, when the clock winds down in March, be, be clutch and avoid the upset with the Manscaped Ultra Premium Collection to keep everything under control. We all know how essential the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer works. It's great. It's for that precise trim below the waist, and their advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts on your basketballs. You like that basketballs you get it tremendous 
But now you can enhance your big dance in the shower with their Ultra Premium Collection. This package includes the Manscaped Premium Deodorant. No, not for your balls. It's for your stanky armpits. This deodorant dries clear, is aluminum-free, and smells like your signature scent. Hydrating Body Moisturizer. You have tattoos or issues with dry skin? Corin, do you have t- you got tattoos, right? Right. Yeah, it's designed to keep skin feeling clean, smooth, and smelling fresh. The body wash, you know, lather yourself up with their infused aloe vera and sea salt shower gel. speaks for itself. The two-in-one shampoo and conditioner speaks for itself. Plus a free gift. A three-pack set of lip balm that's made up with ingredients such as vitamin E, peppermint, and eucalyptus oil to keep those chapters feeling moist. That's four products and a gift inside the Ultra Premium Collection. What a score. All these products are cruelty-free, paraben-free. Boy, you're going to love this, Conan. They're vegan-friendly and dye-free. The best ingredients with zero compromise. So I'd recommend using the products in this order. Joe, you know, your, your fans should, could probably use this advice, too. For sure. Number one, hop in the shower and scrub-a-dub-dub that body with the Manscaped Body Wash. Number two, lather your hair up with the 2-in-1 Shampoo Conditioner. Number three, dry off and spray on the hydrating body body moisturizer to reinvigorate the skin. And then put on the Manscaped deodorant for obvious reasons. Do you think you can uh, show that you can follow those instructions? Yeah, I'm going to write them down just to make sure I don't miss one, but for sure. Yeah, you're right. You know what's funny, too, is that they give they give instructions on shampoo. Yeah. <laughs> You'll rinse, lather, repeat, repeat. Like, as if, like, you need that, the, 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 the written declaration of what to do with the shampoo. But but uh, here's the call to action. You get 20% off plus free shipping with the code K100. That's K100 at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-E-A-P-E-D.com. It's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code K100. And make sure you call on Manscaped this tournament season or your bracket won't be the only thing that's busted. And let me add, because they undersell their own products, I you know, everything that we have on this show. They underwear for sure. The, yeah, we, we we try everything. So everything's been approved by us before we send it to you. They First of all, they give you a super sweet leather bag. Number two, it's got a light so you can use it in the dark. Number three, it's waterproof. And number four, and this is the biggest part of all, which they don't even advertise. Bro, you can use this for under your arms, for your head, for your face. It's incredible. Women, you can use it on your legs. Everybody shaves except German women. So it's something that everybody has use for. And then, like Disco said, it's come with the lip balm. It comes with deodorant. I mean, just, you know, everybody loves somebody else, you know, the you know the, the person they're dating and they're with to be clean and groomed. So keep your shit groomed with Manscaped. Boom. And they all come in uh, uh, travel sizes, too. And you can, you can fit everything in the bag. Uh, you know, it's just it's, it's 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 great. It's a great product. I mean, everything I travel with uh, all their products all the time. Don't forget it, Manscape. Boom. Who came up with the crybaby match? Audience question. I don't know. Obviously, some genius in Connecticut. All right. It was. Uh, I was already. You know who was? Notes. I don't know who was writing writing TV back given then. My but it notice. was. I was on the way out by then. The deal on that was I was trying to be on my way out, but my contract rolled over. And yeah, so you. Yeah, and I didn't know when my contract was supposed to. Yeah, yeah. So, and they not like you be not be on top. No, of you were right. really, you were really screwed. I, well, it wasn't I, I like, gave my notice. Kev gave his notice. You didn't give your notice. Hey, look, but you're riding with us, hanging with us. You have all the heat. But now, ooh, yeah. you're there, and now it just you get the back. So I'm staying. Scott's leaving, and we're doing in your house in Louisville, Kentucky. Is that correct? That's good to me. Yeah, Louisville. That made and, me leave. Yeah. That night I left. <laughs> yeah. The, that was the... Uh, and, yeah, you know, yeah, well, obviously Vince when, is the guy. When Brett. And Cornette was there, too. And Cornette was the one that came and tried to sell me on how it was so good for me. And I was just like, look, man, I'm going to do it, but don't, you know, don't... To stop. Is this after that. you put the frogs in Cornette's jacket and smoke? It was way after. <laughs> and he, I don't even know if he realizes that happened. But, um, oh my God. So, even though it wasn't, I, I was really unhappy with it. I mean, really unhappy. We did the best I could with it. That was a murder. And I did the job for him, and he was the one leaving, and I was the one staying. How's that work? So, so I, I, have, I have that match with Brett <laughs> when Taker comes through and grabs me. So I say to, to Brett, I said, let me powerbomb you. 
And that way there, you know, it's like, boom, I power bomb you. Now as I leave, Taker grabbing me not only causes me the match, but it caused me to be the champion. So it builds to us, who we're, we're the semi-main event, and uh, we're actually we're co-main event for WrestleMania. So Brett won't do it. And Vince, and, and it was right for business. And this is the only time I've ever seen Taker like stand up and go, you know, Brett, <laughs> shit isn't just for you. <laughs> But he you know, still didn't do it. He still didn't do it. So he still didn't do it. Because <laughs> now, now I have given my notice, and I've got this deal where it's really sweet because I haven't uh, met Bischoff yet, but I've, my contract's set up that if I choose to leave Vince, I don't have to. But if I do, I'm guaranteed this, 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 this. And if anybody else comes in, I get... What I get if they get more, I get more too. And so, so um, I, I came. I came in after the match, and when he was in the shower already because he worked before me. I walked right in the shower. I said, "I'm coming with you." Yeah. Oh yeah. I said, "I'm done." I yeah. said, "That's wow. it." I said, "I'm yeah. done." He goes, "Cool. At least I'll know one person up there." Yeah. At least one. At least I'll know one guy. We had no idea it was going to blow up like it did. Question is, did the Bullet Club come to you guys about the gimmick before they started using it? Well, um, we each get uh, royalties from right. them, you know. <laughs> we each get royalties. Uh, or I, sometimes I, 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 sometimes I just get like a back massage. If, <laughs> if I'm in the same town with them, you know, or happen to be, you know, like foot massage, whatever, you know. Do you think that when they had that... For no reason whatsoever, they had that six-man elimination match, and they beat Gallows and beat they beat both those guys, pinfalls, coming in the door. Like, so you wonder why you don't have heels and why you don't have heel stables. They've never ever booked heat. The only person I mean, you know, when you book heat, it was explained to me by by, by Kevin Sullivan. Mm. It's it's a hot air balloon. And you got it. I mean, you got to put that fire underneath it. If you ever watched a hot air balloon when it's laying down, how long it takes for the balloon just to go here, even before it starts to go this way and move, it takes a long time for that thing to get to where it's like in, the, like where it's serious heat. They don't have that. They have no competition yet. They hot shot everything. And if you get, I mean, why? And why? We're the Monday Night Wars. We were the NWO was around for three effing years. There might have been 65 million of us, but it's just like, like <laughs> you know, why? Why do you, as soon as something gets heat, it's destroyed. And that's why you don't have any heels, yeah. because you don't book heat. Yeah, I got one last question for you guys. Scott, three yes. top promo guys in the business all time. My three top? Yeah, and you can add a couple more if you want, and a comment on, on your three. Gee, I don't know. Like what era? Any era. Because Dusty was really good, you know. It was awesome. Dusty I'm going uh, to yeah. say uh, Superstar Billy Graham because he actually influenced Dusty. Superstar Billy Graham was so far. If, you, if you've him. seen his DVD, like it's and it's called like 20 Years Too Soon. Right. It's such a well-done thing about his life. You know, he was just so he was... He was Hulk like before Vince's father was ready for Hulk. Vince's father was still going with Bob Backlund, All-American boy, is that's going to be my champion. And the people were going, no, we want that cool, big, tan dude with the boas. And, you know, he was doing all that stuff. And I don't know. So Dusty Superstar. Well, I took from him, yeah, I'm going to have to say Dusty. Uh, uh Different styles. I, you know, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say uh, Jake Roberts. Yeah, Jake, amazing. Jake, you know, Jake is one of those guys who uh, could talk real soft because it's like kind of like remember, Clint Eastwood. I remember, I remember something, and something I learned from Kurt Hennig. He said like sometimes, and he used the Road Warriors as an example. He said sometimes like Animal would go well. And he said, if you listen to, if you're looking at the audio thing in the audio in the truck, it would go up and down like, well, and uh, he would say something, and then he'd go tell him, big man, and he'd go, rah, 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 rah. it'd be like a barking thing, and he'd go, well, at that time you could almost be in the kitchen getting your soda because he's just gonna go, well, you know, uh, tonight, brother, you know, 
So, um, and Kurt said, and Blackwell used to talk about it. You want to whisper like, well, let me tell you something. Like Jake would talk real softly, and you want people go, wait, wait, what do you say? Like when you got him leaning in towards the TV a little bit, like wait, wait, I want to hear what he said. That's when you got him. Like, you got the hook set. Time to get him in the boat. You know, Ox. Ba- I mean, for somebody that you know, Ox <laughs> Baker, right. Ox Baker, man, they, that was about the curled up. Oh, I mean, they used to the I'm but the thing was that people. It was always the story that you know. He could talk. He, he could talk the world into the building, but the minute he got in the ring, boy, they paid double to leave. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's when that's yeah. when when you get guys like that, guys like Abdul the Butcher and stuff like that. That's how guys who can work with anybody make a living. You know, I'll tell you. I, something. I always consider myself like a utility player. Uh, I, I'll tell you something. That's work with just about anybody. Like somebody that's very underrated. You know, I worked with Disco to prove it. So, guess what? It's time for Conan. What up? It's time for us to put over our friends at uh, Legacy Subs and our buddy Nick Alves. And Mickey James. Right. So if you're having trouble keeping up with the sardonic wit and intellectual prowess of Conan, you may need to fuel your brain with the vitamins, nutrients, and nootropics it needs to function at its highest level. So I'm very concerned about uh, about the way they're portraying you, Conan, that, like, you know, that... That Legacy Subs is, an, is a is a supplement that people You're can... You're using me as an example... Started. As if to be as smart as you, kind of. Right. So that's why they're recommending that you try out Total Mind from our friends at Legacy Subs. Total Mind is specifically designed to enhance cognitive function and memory with a blend of ingredients including the, the nootropic DMAE, which has also been shown to reduce cognitive decline and is even linked to the prevention of dementia. Well, I'll tell you what, they should sell this to Joe Biden. Total Mind <laughs> is available now along with all the other high-quality supplements offered by Legacy Sports Nutrition at LegacySupps.com. Their Test-X, which is Testosterone Booster Recovery PM Sleep Aid, are the best sellers and for good reason. They work, and they do work. We use these products here at K100. We're loving the results. Right, Joe? Yeah, I uh, so show you so this is Yeah, yeah, we don't, we're not okay. going to be here from... We're not going to suspend you during the ad, Joe. So you can, you can you talk to... about your, your experience with... Uh, with, with with legacy subs. Well, I've I started taking a legacy shredded stack about four to six weeks ago, and as as I said to Nick when he was last time he was on the show, I've actually lost 20, 25 pounds. You know, you take the Test X nine, the X Lean, which is the fat burner, and the Recovery PM, which helps you sleep at night. So, I uh, I have nothing but good things to say about the product since I've been taking them. I finally dropped you know about twenty five pounds that I wanted, getting rid of the spare tire there, and I feel very energetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, well, all the supplements are good, but the one they're they're promoting this week is Total, Total Mind. Mind. Yeah. If you want Total Mind, as always, use code K100 for, for 10% off your entire order, and that in turn helps support the show. It's time to level up with Legacy. That's K100 for 10% off your order at L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com. Total Mind is the product that we're going to try this week, and let me tell you something. A lot of you people that listen to the show that are critics of mine, I think that you should try this Total Mind because I think you're misguided. Total Mind will get your cognitive thinking in the correct the correct direction and you will start seeing me as the genius that i am and make sure and make sure you give your brain all the nutrients vitamins that it needs check it out at legacy subs boom um the next one's from luke smith subject to scott hall hey guys any good scott hall stories chance having him back on the show anytime soon two classic scott scott hall stories i've heard when he has that trademark sarcastic attitude that's funny as hell number one when he first met the Dudley boys and said to them, Scott, hey, what's that finisher you guys do? I think it's cool. Bubba said, oh, yeah, it's a 3D, the Dudley Death Drop. Scott, awesome. I can't wait to kick out of it. <laughs> and number two, when he was talking to Candido, Scott, hey, man, I remember when you used to rib me all the time and make fun of me and my wife. Candido, you used to do that to me, bro. Scott, oh, yeah, I knew it was one of us. <laughs> Mike. Um, Hall was just a very funny guy to be around. Here, here was the funniest thing he would he would do this repeatedly, repeatedly to Raven. Okay, if we were in a bar and it was a crowded bar, all right, and Raven was talking to an attractive girl, Scott would yell across the room to him like, you know, "Hey, Raven, hey, you got that thing cleared up? You know that you had down there." <laughs> <laughs> if he was like, you know, basically trying try to like, you know, insinuate he's got a venereal disease. Right. I, br- I heard know? him do that, yes. <laughs> he used to do that to Raven religiously. It was hysterical. I remember that uh, Brian Cage, I told this story to and he popped. But anyways, it was uh, – we had – I used to travel a lot with Holland Nash. 
and we were always fucking late. And I remember we were in Washington, D.C., and we were really fucking late. And um, and uh, Gary Juster was waiting for us. And uh, Nash went in, and Gary was screaming at him. He was screaming at Scott Hall. And then we get into this room, and he goes, remember, uh, always get there so late, they're just happy to see you. You know, and it, it, would, they, and it was true. They were so late that they were just happy to see them. You know what I'm saying? Um, the next one's from Jared Smith. Just till you turn blue. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Subject is Chris Jericho's heat with Scott Hall. Hey, K-Dog and DI. My question is about a backstage incident between Scott Hall and Chris Jericho and WCW. Is there some truth that Hall threatened Jericho by saying that he will end as quoted his, his quote-unquote, his little ter- Terry Taylor push, unquote. I read Jericho, Jericho stood up to him after being convinced to do so by Scott Norton. Thanks, guys. Love your show. That story is 100% true. Yeah. And Scott Hall was – Jericho was not the only guy that Scott Hall rubbed the wrong way. He was constantly ribbing <clears> on the square, <throat> shoot ribbing you, saying stuff to you. He really shouldn't be saying everything. But he was always just trying to – he was always trying to push everybody's buttons all the time. And that's, like he was, yeah. that story was from Jericho's first book because I remember it. But I, I always thought it was weird that if th- if he didn't like Jericho or those guys had a problem, why did he put him over on TV? Because I remember he put Chris over like randomly when he had just come into the company, you know, and and, and Jericho beat him with a small package or something like that. Real quick, Scott always acted like a dick backstage, yeah. mostly. If he liked, he, he liked he, us. He yeah. wouldn't like rib, rib us or anything. Like that, but he was always just trying to push guys' buttons for some reason. I don't know why, you know. He's always been and, like, and that. I think that that came from the fact that he was able to do it in in WWE, and then he was able to do it in. And bro, they had a lot of power, you know. Right. And he'd bury everybody. I remember we'd be sitting. I didn't even know this motherfucker, and I was like, bro, I'm already gonna get heat with this guy, but fuck it. So we were in a bar, and fucking, you know, uh, you know, Scott just kept burying Adam Bomb. What's his real name? Uh, uh, Brian Clark. Which I ended up having problems with him again later on with. The yeah. with whoever this fucking partner was, Klondike or uh, Con- Crush, Brian. Well, they were chronic, yeah, yeah, chronic, yeah, right, right. So we're there, and he's going, bro, you gotta be a fucking mark. <laughs> to uh, he goes, this fucking mark right here, tattooed. What was his name in WWE? Adam Bomb. Adam Bomb, yeah. Adam Bomb. He goes, he tattooed Adam Bomb, and he showed it to me, and he goes, and got no push. What a fucking mark. Now he's got to sit with this fucking Adam Bomb tattoo, and I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> bro, this guy's got to be fucking wanting to kill Scott, mm-hmm. you right. know? But you know, if you touch Scott back then, you were gonna get fired, right? You know? And so until, until Scott pissed off Eric finally, <laughs> right. Scott pissed right. off everybody right. until he even pissed, right, bro, pissed one off time, Eric. <laughs> one time, this he pissed is, off this, Kevin. This is what this is what he, this is what he told he told us one time. He goes, uh, he's uh, we had a lot a lot of heat. Uh, me, Scott, and Kevin, like them two together and me separate. Okay. And he had us together and he goes, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to, this is why I love Scott. He goes, you know what? I'm going to send you to the most fucking remote part of the United States. And he named some fucking city, I think in Alaska. He goes, and I'm going to send you there for a fucking autograph signing and see how you like it. He goes, cool. We're over in Nome, Alaska. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next is from Jackie Jones, and the subject is Goldberg and Scott Hall. I know that you guys have been getting hounded by WCW backstage questions, so here's another. Can either Conan or either Disco or Conan give a few stories about Scott Hall and Goldberg having backstage heat? I've read the Hall that Hall used to drive Goldberg nuts to the point that Bill would get physical. So can you guys tell any stories about it? Also, there's been a long-time dirt sheet myth that Hall used a real cattle prod during that finger poke of Doom show. If you go back and look at it, Goldberg seems to try to kick at Hall and it catches everyone else by surprise. Fake news? Uh, the last part there, I have known nothing about. Number one, I know that Scott Hall, uh, yeah, just uh, Hall rubbed Goldberg the wrong way. I f- well, um, I, I will say this because you know I used to hang out with them back then. So did Disco. He they riled him up because he was easily rileable, right? And I think he took himself a little bit too seriously. So of course, when you do that around the boys, bro, it's on and popping, and they're gonna f- with you until you know. And Scott would break you down and. F- with you and bro i love scott the death he helped me out a lot i loved hanging out with him Pac too you know uh but and uh, he was he's a f- genius but he would bust your balls old school style like kurt hennig would and all those old timers would and if you couldn't take it and goldberg couldn't take it back then they just f- with you more that's how i saw it how about you disco 
So, uh, did you not hear what I just said? Also, here's the other thing too that I heard Maybe. that their heat started. <laughs> I'm not, not sure the accuracy is, but remember when Hall used to date Emily Sherman, that Office girl? The, Who's Paul? Uh, she used to date the Emily girl that worked in the office. Scott, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The blonde girl that she was. Right, right. She was. She was. What was that guy's uh, name? Brad Siegel. Yeah, yeah she was niece. Uh, niece. Yeah. yeah, she used to travel with us, bro. Yeah. Right. So, like, they were dating. Right. And I'd heard that. Like they were having problems or something, and Hall made maybe like an anti-Semitic joke to her comment, mm. and I think that was the first thing that turned Goldberg oh. off to Hall. Okay. And I think they never, you know, they were always After that. It like was, Goldberg's yeah. opinion of Hall from that point was always like, you know, yeah, that's that's what I heard. So I can I see know. Hall drunk and mad. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The, bro, this back then when you know, we yeah. weren't politically correct too, right. so it's like you know, see, because I mean, there's in, tons. In interviews with yeah. Hall, he's always said like he doesn't know where it started, and he would say, "I was I was the first guy to, you know, I saw him standing alone in the airport when he was first on the road, and I took him in. I had a free car, you know. I showed him where the gyms were, and then he said, and Nash was with him. They said that they actually hooked up Goldberg with Barry Bloom, who got him his big contract. So they're kind of, Hall and Nash are kind of like, I don't. Why would he have a problem with us? We f-ing hooked him up. We took care of him when he was a rookie. So they seem to not not know. Well, they you know? did." F- with him, so they, yeah. I don't know where it started though, but they did f- with him. There's no well, doubt about that. <clears throat> yeah. Next is from Muhammad Ali, and the subject is double standards of Eric Bischoff. Hi guys, I heard you guys once made a debate about the demise of WCW, and Conan made one particular point about how Bischoff dealt with talent when it came to discipline. He would let the top guys get off easy, and if they did anything wrong with the company, while well, the upper mid card guys got punished with suspensions and fines. Was that remotely true? Um. You would think that the, the top guys would get away with more, but he did. He punished Scott Hall. He punished Scott Hall. Wow. You know, so <laughs> See, like he had he, no choice on that one, dude. Right. He fired me. If you're showing up, if you're fighting, if you're showing, well, one guy showed up drunk all the time and peeled up, and you didn't <laughs> want to do a job for a girl, but these guys got away with murder, and you know it. He fired uh, Waltman. Yeah, because he was trying to get back at Hall and Nash. Yeah. Bro, the top guy, uh, everybody there, the top guy's got away with f- murder, all right? Scott Steiner g- g- <laughs> should have fired like 900 times. He got away with everything. Um, uh, <laughs> that is true. The top guys did And the top murder. guys always get away with murder We're everywhere. Even yeah. when we saw the Ric Flair thing, Jim Ross said it best. He said, how come this guy got fired but Ric Flair didn't? He goes, because Ric Flair's a made guy. And every every promotion has untouchables guys that can literally get away with anything yo what up this is conan and i host keeping it 100 my co-host disco inferno unfortunately well i'd say you're my co-host listen every thursday here on spreaker we talk pro wrestling sports movies music tv pop culture and some politics it's everything the rest of the pro wrestling podcasts are not tune in to hear myself the superior one educate and inform tune in to hear me bury disco that's very disrespectful. Join us every Thursday on Spreaker and keep it 100. Boom! Um, next one is from uh, Muhammad Ali, and it's from Scott Hall. It's Scott Hall getting fired in WCW. Hi, Disco. I wish you know what the feeling in the locker room was when WCW fired Scott Hall in October 2000, when months earlier he was suspended back in February for allegedly harassing his date, Emily Sherman, who is Brad Siegel's niece on a tour in Europe. P.S. Keep up the good work, and hopefully you can ask Madden on why he always thought Bischoff hidden. Hidden behind Hogan in WCW. Um, all right. What uh? Do you? I don't. I don't remember a lot of the details as far. I do remember that 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 story of why Scott got fired with, with the M- Emily on the, the European tour. That came out afterwards. I didn't even know that happened when it happened. Yeah, because they had to. There was such an argument. I guess prior to a flight, they had to leave Scott over there and fly him back the next day. They wouldn't let him on the plane. Right. Wow. Yeah, yeah, well, that's when I was like know, March. I, used, I actually used to have to drive him around, and she used to come with us sometimes. And mm-hmm. that's when he was really bad. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And he did treat her bad, and but she really liked him a lot. And he also felt he was getting extra heat, like from Eric, because I think he thought that Eric thought that he was just dating him for power, some. You know, he was dating and, her for uh, power. Yeah. Okay. Which you know Scott didn't need anymore. What, <laughs> yeah, what a badass guy. type move, though. Like, who who are you going to date? Oh, I'm going to start banging the top executive's niece. Like, that's that's walking a tightrope, you know. It isn't anything anybody can see with their own two f-ing eyes. Scott was good looking, charming, rich, famous, funny. Why wouldn't you want to hang out with them? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
If you asked Razor how he was doing, the standard response was, better than you, Chico. I learned that when I stepped through that curtain, that I could have a relationship as a performer with an audience. And it was a powerful thing to me, whether I was the hated villain or the beloved hero. And that was something that I've always treasured. So thank you to all the wrestling fans here. and all the fans watching around the world. In my lifetime, I've learned Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do.